Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Curiosity Killed Nightcat. This is the true crime companion podcast to Nightcap with Nightcat on YouTube. This is an episode that was previously recorded when the show was called Saturday Morning Serial. Enjoy. The following program may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. It's the Saturday morning serial. They're great. Nine one one, what's your emergency? I wish we had some Captain Crunch. Death waited in the dark at the hands of a man they called the Night Stalker. Always have to be lucky charms. Yahoo! I'm Google. Theodore Robert Bundy. You are charged two counts burglary, two counts murder in the first degree, three counts attempted murder in the first degree. I'll plead not guilty right now. The refrigerator where Jeffrey Dahmer kept body parts. They're magically delicious. I am prepared to die if you say it is necessary. Recognize me, Jeffrey! If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Silly rabbit. I'm not sure if anything can be as scary as just being locked in a house for weeks upon time as we all have been lately. Yeah, you say that and yet you complain every time I talk about a murder, don't uh, you? Yeah, I really do. I gotta tell you, I was so tempted to do Joe Exotic this week because it's one that uh, I had been planning on doing for a long time. Yeah. And then Netflix just swooped in and took it. And now I'm just like, well, they're gonna, they did such a better job than I could ever do, so what's the point? That is my binge-watching plan for this weekend. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You don't even... So, if you don't know, Tiger King on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you couldn't know. It's the only thing every meme account is talking about mm-hmm. right now. But Tiger King is about... It focuses on two rival zoos. Uh, Carol Baskin runs one. Joe Exotic runs one. Can we use the word zoo... Well, lightly. I, I'll, here's what I'll say, and I don't know why everyone's anti-Carol all of a sudden. I mean, she definitely killed her husband, I'm allegedly. Anti-Carol. Definitely killed her husband. But you're anti-Carol. Yeah. Oh, I think oh she's I'm very great. pro Carol. You're on survival of the fittest. I, I she, love Carol. I think Carol and Joe Exotic were the same person. Nah. No. Well, she was well, just as bad. No. But so she runs an animal sanctuary. He runs like a breeding program in Oklahoma. So they they get into these big fights, and he tries to you know. Uh, he, he hires someone to kill her, basically. Uh-huh. So he's in prison now. But I, it is the craziest story. And there's a podcast I listened to about it last year called Over My Dead Body. And it's a podcast that I forced John to listen to because I wouldn't I shut up about it. You really wouldn't. Yeah. And uh, and the, if you haven't listened to that podcast, it's season two of Over My Dead Body, the Joe Exotic season. It is Oh, it's exceptional. So if you don't have time for Netflix or you don't have Netflix, you can listen to that for free. Yeah. It's really, really great. But that's not why you're here. No. You're not here to listen to other true crime podcasts. And here's another podcast you yeah. should listen to instead of ours. Well, to, in all fairness, I just, I really I like mean, podcast recommendations. I never have enough podcasts to listen I to. Neither do I. I so, consume them. Yeah. So if, if you guys have a podcast subscri- uh, uh, suggestion, 844-649-1051, send it over to us. Yep. But again, that is not why we're here. Yeah. We're here uh, for Saturday Morning Serial. 
and and we I kind of considered not doing Saturday morning cereal at least until everyone was in a better headspace. But so many people reached out and they were like, "No, no, no! I need this more than ever right now. This is how I calm down." And I don't know how you could calm down to stories of people being horribly murdered. Oh man, it is comforting. I kind of feel the same way, honestly. Hey, hey, hey it could be so much worse. <laughs> the two of you. At least you're not stuffed in a barrel in the woods. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, Bear Brook. That's another great podcast. So good. That's uh, not why we're here. Uh, so here's, uh, here's this is one of Germany's most famous cold cases, and it's a real scary one. Because it, it, what precedes the, uh, the event is pretty spooky. It is straight up horror movie spooky. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a good one. The Gruber family and their maid. McGruber. Not McGruber, just Gruber. Like oh. Hans Gruber. Oh. Die hard. Uh, I threw that in there just for you. Thank Gruber. you. Hans Gruber. Yes. Uh, so they lived and worked at a farm called Hinterkaifeck. And uh, it's a small farmstead just about 40 miles north of Munich, Germany, in the 20s. So in the 1920s, this is 100 years ago. In Germany, not going to be able to pronounce a lot of the towns. Okay. You're going to have to deal with that fact. In September of 1921, they started noticing that strange things were happening kind of all around the farm. The family's maid, in fact, had quit because of the weird things that were happening around the farm. Um, it has been widely claimed that her reason for leaving the farm was that she heard strange sounds coming from the attic and she believed that the house was haunted. Now, they have never been able to independently verify that that's why she left, but that's in that town, in that area where this is still folklore, mm-hmm. it is believed that she heard a bunch of footsteps and stuff in the attic, and she was like, oh, peace out. out, I cannot deal with that, no, 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 no. Um, so so that was kind of how things started off, is it, it, in September she starts hearing these things, she hears them for a little while, and was just like, alright, I, I can't, I can't do this, and, and she left. The next thing that would happen, the patriarch of the family, Andreas Gruber, uh, he discovered, he was out working in the fields, and he found a newspaper. And it wasn't a newspaper that he was familiar with. It wasn't a newspaper that they subscribed to. They didn't know anyone, because it was a newspaper from Munich, which is obviously the major city, but also it's 40 miles away. Yeah. So no one in the town, especially because it's a small village, it's really, like, they don't have the kind of money to be bringing in fresh newspapers from Munich every day. Listen, that'd be somewhat like us. We're in Salt Lake City where we're doing this. Right. A, a St. George, which is down south by a good amount, showing up here. Like, you would be like, why is the St. George Times? Exactly. Here? Yeah. And, and, and not just, like, showing up at your door like, oh, maybe I subscribed to it and uh-huh. forgot or whatever. He found it in the field. Strange. So he's like, this is creepy. But uh, but he he talked himself out of it. He was just like, listen, the newspaper or the, the mail carrier probably just dropped it when he was dropping stuff off at our house last time. I'm not going to worry too much about it. He just yeah. sort of put it out of his mind. Um, but he did mention it to the to the news. Uh, I'm sorry, not the newspaper guy. The mailman, next time the mailman came by, he was like, you don't happen to see this newspaper around very often, do you? And the news guy is like, I've never seen that before in my life. He's like, no one on my route subscribes to that newspaper. So there's ah. no reason that it should be there. But here we are. Okay. So really strange. But again, not outlandish, you know. This is the eeriest thing, though. So, the, and th- this is all taking course over several months. Okay. okay. The eeriest thing happened when Andreas, so he goes out to start his day. And he and it had snowed the night before, and he noticed footprints 
leading up to the barn. Now that's not in itself all that weird because there are five members of the family plus a maid and it, it's not unusual for someone who works on a farm to walk into the barn. Yeah. What was really freaky was when he got up to the barn, he noticed that the lock on the barn had been broken. He's like, oh, don't like this. Mm -hmm. And even scarier, there were footprints going into the barn, but not coming out of the barn. Oh, nope. no. So Andreas just marches on in there. Nope. Like, what's going on? That's how people get killed, Andreas. Right? Yeah. Could you imagine? You're out there by yourself. Not Everything's fun. already kind of creepy. If your maid is quitting because your house is haunted, you're probably, you know, yeah. it's in the back of your mind anyway. Yeah. Then you see mystery footsteps, a broken lock. Are what you, in You're not going to that barn, right? Oh, me? I'm burning no. the barn down. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you not got even, it. I'm not even no, checking. John's it. running away screaming. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Burning, you're not yeah. going in that barn, right? No. 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 It's amateur. What is this, amateur hour? <laughs> yeah, that's like rule one in a horror movie. Right. If you see something scary, get away from it. Bail. That's not what Andreas did, because he didn't have scary movies. It was the 20s. So, mm. Andreas, uh, he, he just goes around, looks to the barn, and finds nothing. There's no one in the barn. And he's shouting. Oh. He's like, hey, who's here? Who's here? Hello. Nothing. Hello. Hello. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, then over the next couple of days from that, he notices that several keys around the house just start missing. So house keys, things to get into like private safes and stuff that all of those keys just started disappearing. Oh. Now, that's pretty unsettling, but it's easy to chalk that up to kids, right? Because he's got uh, at least his, his youngest son is seven. So he's just like, well, you know. Kids steal things all the time. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, your kids have definitely stolen something and like hidden it. Not that they steal it. it, they just misplace yeah, it. They yeah, they take things and wander Play around. Play with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, my my brother once lost my mom's keys so good that she missed a whole day of work. Yeah. There like, you go. That's the sort of thing. So yeah, he was just like, ah, kids again. Yes. You know. But. At some point, you have to stop just explaining it away, right? Mm -hmm. At what point do you start seeing all of these things and think to yourself, okay, something is actually happening right now? Didn't happen for, for Andreas for a while. Later that night, everyone in the family confirmed that they heard footsteps up in the attic. Again. So, but this time, it's the entire family hearing them all at the same time. It's not just the maid saying, I heard him, I'm telling you, I heard right. him, I heard him. It's everyone in the family is like, yeah, there was a lot of like stomping upstairs. So once again, Andreas gets on up into the attic, looks around, nothing. So he's starting to think, God, this house must be haunted. Andreas, by the way, very brave. Very brave. Yeah. Say that. yeah. Come on, man. Well, I mean, you, also back in the 20s, it was different. who are you going to call? No. Not the Ghostbusters. No, they weren't around yet. Oh, no. yeah. They no. didn't have the... They the probably 80s. didn't have a strong police force, I would yeah. imagine. Like, there's not a phone for them to call anybody. Like... I, I'd imagine they're not... Different times. Yeah, mm -hmm. men had to be braver. We've been domesticated. Yes. We're soft. <laughs> so yeah, when he looks around the attic, once again comes up empty-handed. Although, he told several people about these alleged observations, so he's telling his friends about this. It's freaking him out enough that he knows something's happening. Yeah. He's just choosing not to acknowledge it. So he tells a bunch of his friends, and they're like, yeah, you should probably tell the cops about this. And uh, and even though they all said the same thing, and even though it kept happening, he'd never went to the police about Still. it. Still. Now, to be fair, you go to the cops, you're like, there were footprints leading up to the barn. The cops are going to be like, oh, wow, footprints to the barn <laughs> on a farm, yeah. huh? Right. Crazy world. What an interesting world. Yeah. So, a hard sell to talk to the police about it. Uh, a few days later, March 31st of 1922, 
The family welcomes a new maid. So the old one had quit in September. They went a little while without having mm-hmm. one. Uh, a new maid by the name of Maria Baumgartner. Maria's sister dropped her off to the farm. And Maria's sister is believed to be the last person to see anyone in that house alive again. Oh, what? So we're going to get real spooky. Right. Okay. Gonna get scarier. Here we go. So the next day, uh, coffee sellers Hans and Edward showed up to the farm to place an order. So knocking on the door, knocking on the door. They're like, hey, we have coffee. You ordering coffee or what? Yeah. Um, no one responded to the knocks. So they look around the property. They don't see anyone. They look through the windows. There was nobody. They don't hear any. And, and this is pretty unusual for the farm. It's pretty active. And obviously they're farmers, so they're always on their land. Yeah. So they're like, we don't hear any kids yelling. We don't hear any farming. They're, we don't see anyone through the windows. What is going on? They go. So they look around, and they're like, all right, I guess we're leaving. Bye. And just left. Didn't mention Rude. it to anybody. And again, that is extra weird because it is the 20s. There's probably like, you know, 100 people in this whole village. Right. When you don't know where five of them are, you'd think you'd at deal. least mention it. Yeah. Like, even if you didn't go to the cops, you'd think you'd go into town and be like, guys, have you seen the Groovers lately? I have not seen them anywhere. Uh, and then the teachers started to realize that uh, Kazilla... I'm going to go with Kazila. She was absent without excuse for the next couple days of school. So she doesn't show up to class and the family failed to show up for Sunday worship, which is another thing. Like they show up every week. This is like, that is the event of the, of the week. Farmers in the twenties. Farmers in the twenties. Yeah. Yeah, Like that's what you do. So, um, so now the whole town is like, oh, the groupers didn't show up. That's weird. But do you think any of them bothered looking for the mm-hmm. groomers? No. Still no. What? Yes. Dude, I feel bad for the groomers. They got bad neighbors. <laughs> yeah, so. they do. They're like, eh, well, <laughs> that no. sucks. Fine. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry. The coffee sellers, by the way, but they went around and knocked on all the doors and windows. They walked out, and, and when they left, they, they were like, well, no one's here. And as they were leaving, they noticed that the... Um, they call it a machine house, but it's a, it's the barn. Okay. The door to the barn was open, but they didn't bother going to the barn. They just walked. Like, oh, that's weird. Do to do. Keep on keeping <laughs> so on. So weird. All right. So on Monday, April third. So this is three days since anyone has seen or heard anything from this family. Okay. And remember that the, it was the maid's sister. So it's not even like she's part of the village. So the the normal village people maybe not have maybe haven't heard from them for even longer. Yeah. I don't know that for a fact, but it's probably fair to say. The mailman shows up on Monday, April 3rd, and he goes to deliver the mail, and it is sitting in the exact, the Saturday mail is sitting in the exact same spot it was when he delivered it on Saturday. Okay, so now he's going to step in, right? Well, you'd think so. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? You'd think so. So the mailman shows up, he sees that, and that... In particular, it wouldn't be unusual if my mailman saw my mail in there for like three weeks. My mailman, he gives up and he just brings the whole huge stack to my doorstep. Oh my gosh. Like hair lazy. You're a monster. I know. You make your mailman. You are the worst. You realize that mailmen do that because they think that there's like a disabled or elderly (laughs) person who can't get to the mailman. Well, in a way. In a way. <laughs> she said, no, no, no. Laziness is not a disability. Okay. Just open up your mailman. But yeah, like. They'll, my mailman would look at that and be like, ah, business as usual. Because I'm not opening my mailbox. It's nothing but ads and bills. Yeah. So I don't have any money to give either of those people. 
I'm not checking my mail. But in the 20s, that was your only way to communicate. Yeah. People took their mail very seriously. There's a reason it used to be a felony. There's a reason they, we made it a felony to mess with anyone's mail. It's because it used to be really important. Yeah. Uh, so the mailman looks around. He's like, ah, that's weird. He looks in the house. Oh, I don't see anyone. And he listens to the barn. That's just the animals out in the barn. All right. And he leaves. Still, though. Come on. Nobody bothered. So nobody has seen, nobody's seen these people. The chores aren't getting done for three days on a farm. That's what the animals start, like, dying and yeah. stuff. Like, farms have to be maintained hourly, honestly. So still, Nothing. no one's looking for this family. Out of control. Handyman Albert Hoffner arrives to the farm the next day. So this is now four days since no one's Come heard on, from Albert. them. Come on, Albert. Albert's the one. Albert was there to fix the food chopper, but knocked on the door, gets no answer. He sits on the porch for an hour thinking, oh, maybe they just forgot yeah. about our appointment. Doo-doo-doo. Yeah. Twiddle on his thumbs. Maybe going through their mail. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Albert just sort of hangs out there and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to get to work. I don't have time for this. So he just... Sits there and he fixed the food chopper for four and a half hours. The food chopper. For four and a half. It's not, I don't know what a food chopper is referring to back in the 20s, but I keep thinking, do you guys remember the infomercials for Slap Chop? Nope. Slap Chop was a masterpiece. It was the same guy who did the Sham Wow infomercials. Oh. And uh, it was just, it's a little thing that you put over uh, a a nut or like uh, veggies or whatever, and you just slap it and it chops it all up. I have one. It's the greatest thing oh, in the is world. Is it really? Yeah. It okay. is the greatest thing in the world. You love your slap chop, huh? I huh. love it. Good. Chops everything well, so Well, I'll easy. get you Albert's number so you can okay, call him great. next time Please. your slap chop breaks. I've broken one before. Have you, you know what? Of course you have. <laughs> You're like a bull in a china shop. I really I'd imagine am. you overusing your slap I just, chop. I'm just like, ha! Ah, ah, <laughs> it's not a karate chop. It is a <laughs> slap chop. So he spent four and a half hours repairing the machine. And then he left. So he was on the property for five straight hours, never bothered looking for them, and then just leaves. Uh-huh. Again, the location of the family remains uh, a mystery. Four days and like 18 people yeah. later, we still don't know what is going on with this family. Gosh. This time, however, Albert was in town. He ran into the mayor, and he was just like, I haven't seen, I didn't know where the Grubers were. I fixed their machine, but then I left. Just sort of mentioned it in passing, like, yeah. oh, here's a weird thing about the citizens of this village. Um, and and everyone in town kind of is like, hey, yeah, she didn't come to, st- hey, yeah, they didn't go to church. Right. You know, whatever. Like, they're all starting to piece it together. So the village guide, whatever that position is, I don't okay. know. They just, I couldn't, I Googled it. I still oh, couldn't man. figure out what a village guide did. So I don't I know if that was that like job. the spokesman of the town, maybe. Sure. Uh, he sent his two sons. Are you ready for this? 16 and 9. Oh, my god! <laughs> but 16 was like the legal. That, you were supposed time. to be married and have your own farm by 16. Right. To check in on the family. They came back empty-handed as well. So, again, now we're like 80 people into this. <laughs> the village guide went up there himself. He's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And what he found was Horrifying. I'm glad he at least got to something because I was thinking to myself, if this podcast is you just listing <laughs> off a bunch of people who, who never couldn't fa- find yeah, these people in 40 years. Right. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? So, uh, so when he gets up there, he actually does find something horrifying. Uh, Andreas, his wife, and their and two of their three children were found murdered in the barn. Uh, their bodies uh, had been found bludgeoned with a mattock. Do you know what a mattock is? I do not. 
So imagine like the seven dwarves, you know, their little pick that they have oh, yeah. over their shoulder. Mm -hmm. It's half pick, half axe. So it's huge. Okay. Yes. And they, I, yeah, I, I just always called that a pickaxe. Yeah. Because yeah. half pick, half axe. Makes sense. But I don't know if that's actually the term. Okay. It's a matic. <sighs> so they've been bludgeoned with, with a matic. Um, and just absolutely, I'll, I'll spare you the details, Thank but you. it was brutal. Okay. It was, it was rough. Mm. So um, that that put an end to that, but there's still their youngest son and the new maid missing. So they start searching all of the property. They go into the house and they discovered that the youngest child, the son, and the maid were both dead inside the house. Oh gosh! So they're like, okay, what is going on? Also, they've been there here? for like a week. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? four days. Let's, yeah, four, but that's still a lot, mm -hmm. man. And I know that news traveled fast back then, or or didn't travel very fast back then, but still four days for a family that seems really tied to this yeah. community. Yeah, when there's no such thing as Febreze. Oh, yes. That's nasty. Yes. But I'll, I will say if there was footprints in the snow, I'm assuming it was cold out, so they probably wouldn't have rotted for a long oh, time. Okay. Uh -huh. All right, we'll yeah. be as bad. Yeah. Um, so they get there and they start looking around. Investigators immediately uh, try to find like where these bodies moved in any way, and they got to the, they they start looking at the bodies in the barn. They seem to have been there voluntarily. Like they're they're not sure why or how. Like they weren't dragged there. Like somehow they ended up there. Right, but um, those four bodies in there, like they don't maybe they heard a sound or something and they ran out there. But it did appear like they were they weren't they were killed right there on the spot, right. kind of one by one. Hmm. Which is again, how do you kill four people one by one without like something that does it faster? Yeah. You know, it's just it just doesn't everything seems so weird. Um the days after the discovery of the bodies, the court physician uh, performed autopsies. It was established that a Maddox was most li likely used, though the weapon itself was not at the scene. So they couldn't even oh. find the murder weapon. The do doctor just looked at that and was like, yeah, Maddox, I guess. Um, evidence showed that the younger daughter um, had been alive for several hours after the assault. So she's laying there just oh, no, with everyone, no, her no, whole no, family no. dead around her. Oh, just oh. Oh, so scary. Um, she had her hair torn out in tufts and was oh laying no. underneath straw. Oh so it was a, it was bad. And that's, those are the details I'm willing to share. It gets Thank worse you. than that. So the skulls of the victims were removed and sent to Munich for further examination um, to, to maybe figure out if they could get any more clues. Because again, they don't have a murder weapon. They have no suspects. The family was well liked. Like, there was no reason for this to happen. And then there's no physical evidence of anything other than the bodies. So they don't have murder weapons. They don't have footprints, anything like that. Yeah. Um, there... There was a large sum of money found in the house, so there was no motive for robbery. Like if there, if like it was an easy to discover pile of cash. So if there was someone in there taking valuables, they would have taken all that and they just left it there. Hmm. So it was just it was it was all around just super duper weird. Um, and the the craziest part is whoever did it went into the kitchen made themselves a meal, ate there, hung out, and clearly, obviously, if it was the same person who was footprints into the snow or footprints in the attic, this person had been living there for a long time and got away with it. And there were, again, five members of the family plus the maid living there. So yeah. no one ran into this guy? I, like, 
I, we have a huge building at Broadway Media, and I feel like I run into every one of our coworkers like every day. Especially ones you don't want to talk to. Yeah, oh, the ones you don't <laughs> want to talk to are always front and center. So, um, unfortunately, they had no, they had no evidence and no motive and no suspects, so the case ended up going cold. The skulls, like I said, were sent to Munich for further examination. They couldn't find any more information off of those either. They were kept in a justice building in Ansburg where they were later lost because that building was destroyed in Allied bombings during World oh, War II. Wow. So now we don't even have their remains to continue studying them because with new forensic technology, there's a Some chance that we might be something. able to tell something, but yeah, we... Um, as of now, this is a cold case, and we'll never know what happened to that family. Someone was living there. Allegedly. Allegedly. Or ghosts. It could still be or ghosts. ghosts. And then killed them. Yeah. And then left? One by one. <laughs> one by Yeah. Weird story. Exactly. Yeah. And, and for no other reason than to just do it. Because... I, they didn't take anything. Yeah. That's the craziest part to me, is that it, they, there was no motive for it. Uh, it wasn't until later that they they actually ended up finding the Matic years afterward because no one wanted to move into the murder farm. Sure. Yeah. So they bulldozed everything, and as they bulldozed it, they found the Matic uh, kind of buried underneath one of the buildings. But even then, they still couldn't tell if it was one if it was a Matic that belonged to the family, if it was one that was brought onto the farm, or what. It was their other child that no one knew about. It was the Shining. It was the Shining. Yeah, it was aliens. It was aliens. That's who did it. Mm. I, you know how much I love a cold case. They drive John crazy. They, I, so. I, I'm so upset. We did two in a week. I'm sorry. Or even two so, in two weeks. Sorry. I am so upset with you right now. But I promise I'll find one where there's an actual conclusion. But please, I just love this one because I'm like, ah. what happened? Check your basements. Check your check your basements full parasite style, please. Yes. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.